Hello, it's the August DCM podcast. My name is Tom Lene, and this month on the DCM podcast, I'm welcoming back for his second appearance on the podcast, Michael Adji. Hi, Michael. Hi, it's good to be back, Tom. Good to be back to talk to all you guys too. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm doing great. Yourself? Yeah, I'm well, thanks. I'm well. Thanks for asking. People don't often ask how I'm doing on this. Selfish of them, isn't it? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Wow. Can you imagine? So before we get onto our chat, I'm just going to let the listeners know what's happening in terms of cinema at the moment. We're recording this in the first week of August and we're on track to reach 2 million DCM admissions in a week for the first time since cinemas reopened. In fact, we're about to have the biggest week since the week commencing 21st of February 2020, which is a big milestone for us. Wow. That's thanks to films like The Suicide Squad and Jungle Cruise. And over the coming weeks, we've got Free Guy and Candyman and then Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings on the 3rd of September. And then Venom Let There Be Carnage on 15th of September and Bond Returns in No Time to Die at the end of September. All premium spots have gone in Bond now, but there's still space in real. So don't miss out. There's plenty to get excited about. So on to this week's guest. So on to this month's guest. If you haven't listened to the January 2020 podcast, Michael is one of the foremost experts on comic books and superheroes in the UK. That's fair, isn't it, Michael? That's, yeah, I'd say that's fair to say. Yes. Yes, there is. My name is Michael Adji, guys. I have 41,000 comic books. 41,000? Yes, 41,000. During COVID, I had enough time to, you know, calculate, add up categorize everything and see where it is and put them in a particular places it takes up a lot of space where do you keep them all that's my secret okay (laughs) so we finally got comic book films back on the big screen with black widow and the suicide squad how much did you miss them michael it felt so the best way to explain it is i i didn't realize i missed it so much being in a dark room in front of a big screen just being in the ambience of a cinema it felt good. The, this, the sound, the feeling, the experience of it all, I've missed it. Really have missed it. What did you think of the Suicide Squad? I loved it. It's better than the first one by far. Oh my gosh. I lost my mind in certain scenes. Starro the Conqueror. Yes. Yes, we needed him. It's so amazing. I love it. And Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. Still great, isn't she? She is. So, you know what? She's taking it up and up and up with that character. She's making the character of Harley Quinn so wacky, wild and furious at the same time, but it's still lovable. It's amazing. And a brilliant action sequence with her as well. Bro, oh, she goes in hard. I love it. <laughs> so before we get started, I'll just say that whilst we don't know what's going to happen in this films, these films, do we, Michael? We don't know what's going to happen Not in them. All. But Michael knows about the comic books, so he's speculating about what could be in these films. So if you are in any way worried about knowing potential spoilers, they're not spoilers because we don't know what's in the films, but Correct. just to warn you that Michael is speculating about what is going to be in these films. So proceed with caution if you don't want to know. Next up is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings on the 3rd of September. Why should we be excited about Shang-Chi? The reason why we should be excited about it, guys, is is the Ten Rings has been involved in the Marvel Universe since Iron Man 1, then repeated again in Iron Man 3. So this is reminding us all now, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, who is the actual Mandarin? And why is Shang-Chi so pivotal to be in the Marvel Universe. Why, who is he? So think of Iron Fist, but much more cooler and better in terms of his powers and his dynamic of using the his powers of chi, focusing his chi in, in himself and using his body as a whole entire weapon. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. We also get guest appearances of the Abomination. Last time you guys saw him is in The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, that was the Tim Roth character, wasn't it? Yes. Also, we get to be introduced to Thing Fang Foom. Now, he's one of the guardians of the uh, Ten Rings. Now, those rings are Makuan rings, and they're not, they're, not, they're not of Earth whatsoever. They're what rings? They're called Makuan wings. Makuan. Yeah. So you see them on the, in the trailer, you see the Mandarin wearing them as armbands, but they actually are rings and they would, they're actually are big enough to fit a dragon's hands. Okay. Yeah. So I'll just put it out there, just letting you guys know. Those rings are very powerful. Powerful. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, but I like the fact that they don't use the Mandarin in Iron Man in that particular way because he's known as the Iron Man villain. The, the fact they're using him in Shang-Chi, I didn't like the fact they're using him as his father, but at the same time, it's a good way of introducing him into the MCU so that way. So Tony Lung's character is the Mandarin? Yes. I didn't realise that. Tony Lung, legend of Hong Kong cinema. Yeah, now he's the Mandarin. He's known as the Mandarin. He's a badass villain and I will not want to mess with the Mandarin, especially in terms of his fighting style, his strategic mind and his scientific mind as well as his abilities with the Ten Rings. So that's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's in cinemas on the 3rd of September. Now next up, we're going to talk about Venom let there be carnage it's in cinemas on 15th september a new trailer came out this week which showed woody harrelson as carnage in all his glory some really kind of gruesome transformation scenes in that trailer as I well i like it i like it because carnage guys we've finally seen a live action depiction of carnage played by woody harrelson now woody harrelson is an amazing actor and carnage is an amazing character then two together we needed that we so needed that now i like the transformation of carnage because the symbiote is actually in his bloodstream. It's not like it's not like a symbiote that covers your whole body like a Venom does. It actually comes up from his body, so you can see him grotesquely morph into Carnage, and he's much more wilder, powerful, and crazier than Venom because Venom they're two people as one. Carnage is one person, one entity, completely powerful and socially maniacal if that makes any sense yeah yeah and also it's got naomi harris's shriek yes a shriek is also another supervillain. now her powers is sound so she controls sonic waves so venom is in for a lot of trouble because uh, shriek is actually a love interest of carnage carnage actually loves shriek so can you imagine them two versus uh, venom he's out he's out actually in trouble and the first film was was good, but it wasn't as good as it could be. But Tom Hardy was great as Venom. It's great that he's getting another crack at it. Isn't I'm it? happy that he's actually getting another crack at it, and he uh, reprises the role as Eddie Brock and Venom because he voices the uh, the Venom uh, the voice of Venom as well. So it is its chance there. The first film it wasn't as good as I wanted it to be, but yes, this one looks amazing, and I can't wait to see it in action. So that's Venom. Let there be carnage. It's in cinemas on the 15th of September. Now next up, it's a big one. And we probably need to de dive a bit deeper into this one because I think some of our listeners might not un understand who the Eternals are and why it's important, but it's Eternals. It's in cinemas on the 5th of November. Tell me a little bit about the Eternals. Who are they? Now, they are the people who watch over the humans. They are our protectors. Now, that makes no sense to you guys, but I'm going to tell you why it makes sense. So, you guys have seen... Guardians of the Galaxy, so we see nowhere, the floating head of a dead celestial. So that was in Guardians of the Galaxy in space? Correct, yes. So three celestials came to Earth and they, separ they separated the human race, or not the human race, they separated the barbarians and cavemen-like, and they made the Deviants, they made the Eternals, and they made us human beings. Now, the Deviants and the Eternals are one and the same, but the Deviants are the negative side of the Eternals, and... Um, 
they are like the the ghouls, the ghosts and monsters of basically of folklore stories that we know about. And the Eternals are the perfect deities and beings that we know and love. They they're literally got perfect skin. They got the the normal superpowers of flight, strength, etern into what immortal type of being in beings. But this happens thirty five thousand years before Captain America gets his abilities. And bear in mind that's in nineteen forty one. And then there's us humans. Now you're thinking, so why is it so pivotal? This is the reason why X-Men exists. This is the reason why the Inhumans exist. This is the reason why Bruce Banner is not a big giant tumour and he becomes the Hulk. This is the reason why Wolverine and Cyclops, the, the Eternals, the Celestials, the uh, Deviants are the reason why we got the mutants, Inhumans and other uh, variants of superheroes in the Marvel Universe. It's the beginning of Marvel superheroes. So they're going to be an integral part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we go into Integral, Phase 4. Yes, we even get to see the origin of, of Thanos, the Mad Titan. Yes, we seen him in. We saw him in parts of Avengers at the end. We see him in um, Infinity War. We see him in Endgame. But we, we, we get to understand Thanos. We get to meet his father. We get to meet his brother. We're going to see a whole lot of things going on here. Thanos is actually a Titan internal deviant hybrid. So he's a mix between the two. So in this film, yes, this is going to teach us all about the origin of the superheroes that we've come to love over the last 10 years. This is basically the origin of the Marvel cosmos. Okay. And what do you think about the casting? I love the casting. I like the, who they picked. We get Guys. So it's it, Angelina Jolie? Yes, Angelina Jolie. But it's, you need to get excited about this because it's like they're introducing 10. No, sorry. My bad. 11 new superheroes in the, in the Marvel Universe in one film. 11. Do you understand? And the reason why I said 11, because if you include Black Knight, Dane, uh, he's a character called Dane Whitman. He's not an eternal as such, but he's a person that has uh, capabilities and also he's got the ebony swords. This is this is wonderful. And it's also got Kuman Anjani, yes. Brian Tyree Henry, mm. Barry Keegan, Gemma Chan, Salma Hayek, Richard Madden, Kit Harrington. Yes. Really strong cast. It's a beautiful cast. It's beautiful. And this is going to be a soul. This is a origin story that we needed to know about it. We needed to know because it will answer a lot of questions that we probably didn't know the answers to. And the first trailer was a teaser. It was a teaser. So there, wasn't that, much, there wasn't that much action in it, much excitement. But this is going to have its fair share of action and excitement, isn't it? It is. I am telling you guys, we're in for a treat. Forget Christmas. Wait until November 5th. Internals is going to treat us to a whole new bad. So it's one of the best films for 16 to 34 men in Q4. It's out November 5th. It's forecast to do 14, 16 to 34 male TVRs across the industry. Don't miss the chance to be involved in one of the key components of the Marvel Cinematic Universe moving forward. It's Eternals. So now let's talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. It's coming out at Christmas, 17th of December. Spider-Man Far From Home finished on a massive cliffhanger, didn't it? With J. Jonah Jameson revealing the identity of Peter Parker, Spider-Man. This is it's unprecedented. You, every single time we've watched a Spider-Man film, Spider-Man's always had his identity. Yes, a few people know who he is and stuff. But now the whole world knows who he is. It's going to be a giant manhunt. But what I like about this, it's not going to be one Spider-Man. It's not going to be two, but three. We've got Andrew Garfield. We got Tobey Maguire reprising the roles. So that so the previous Spider-Mans are coming into this. So it's part of the multiverse. Yes, is that right? So this is this is going to be integral here. So 
I feel like this is how Spider-Man, Tom Holland's going to cover his identity of who he is because he's got two other people that are called Peter Parker as well and they're also Spider-Men. So this is going to be quite interesting. But you need to understand this, guys. We're going to be introduced to the Sinister Six, a multiversal Sinister Six. So multiverse is involved. And if you guys have watched Loki and been aware of what's going on in WandaVision, this is going to be crazy. So if you know this... If you watch Loki, WandaVision, if you also been uh, seeing what's going on here about Doctor Strange, hearing about it, the rumours, these are all interlinked one way or another. And I can't wait for it to be revealed what's going on because we're going to be introduced to what, Electro, a new version of him, not the blue one that we've seen in... Um, so not played by Jamie Foxx? He's still played by Jamie Foxx, but not that blue version. I think okay. he's going to do a new version of him. But also we get Doc Ock coming back. Played by Alfred Molina, oh who I think God. is one of the very best villains. I can't believe it. We're getting Doc Ock. We're getting Doc Ock back again. I can't believe it, guys. I'm excited. You should be excited too because Spider-Man 2 was an amazing film. I think Spider-Man 2 is still the best comic book film. Yeah. I'm going to put it out there. Okay. You see? You heard it first. You heard it first. And I agree with him. I actually do agree with him. If you disagree, come off. Actually, no. Stay, stay, stay. I need you. I need you. Um, we also got, apparently, Mysterio is reprising his role again. So he's back. So Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. But this has not been revealed as such. This is just rumours what we've yeah, been so told. Yeah, these aren't spoilers. We don't know what's happening exactly. for certain. This is just Michael speculating. And also we get the green goblin. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I can't wait to see him in action. So the green goblin is played by, um, what's that character's name? It's um, not Willem Dafoe again? Yes. Is it? Yeah. But these are rumours. These okay. are rumours. Nothing's said in stone yet. But at the same time, if, if it's true, these rumours... Christmas has come early for all of us. It's going to be massive. It's Spider-Man, No Way Home. It's out on the 17th of December. If you're looking to reach that 1634 male audience in the run-up to Christmas, just before Christmas, this is a really good way to do it. It's going to be one of the biggest films of 2021. So let's look ahead to 2022. It is the year of comic book films, isn't it? The year is an understatement. I think this is the time. Yeah. You know what? Yes. We're going to call it the year of comic book films. Because, you know, there's, we've got the year The Ox, which was, yeah, it's this year, actually, 2021. But now we're going to forget that in the Chinese Zodiac, it's the year of the comic books. Now, we're going to go through the films one by one. But it starts off in January with a character that people might not be that familiar with. It's Jared Leto playing Morbius. Yes. Tell us a little bit about who Michael Morbius is. So Michael Morbius is basically a scientist that is trying to find a cure for a rare blood disorder that he has. But... Michael Morbius is also known as Morbius, a Spider-Man villain. I know, I know, guys, it sounds... So like Venom. Yes. So Ven this is going to be like an anti-hero. Yes. Anti-hero as such, he still has to do bad things to do the right thing. But I'm looking forward to this. I am really am looking forward to this. So Michael Morbius is, is a living vampire. And he gets to kill him across Locust Crown. Locust Crown is known as Hunger. And Hunger is a 10,000-year-old living dead vampire. And... Them two will face against each other. One's bad, one's good. I'm looking forward to this, guys, because this is mad. Do we know who's playing Locust Crown? Yes, Matt Smith plays Locust Crown. And Locust Crown is known as Hunger in the comics. Hunger is a very dangerous villain. Now, he's had the capability to take out Spider-Man and Blade combined. They're together fighting him. And he took him out like, like it was nothing. So this is going to be... A, a big showdown. It looks dark as well, doesn't it? I like the fact that it looks dark. It needs it. Marvel needs a bit of dark. Good. It's Morbius. It's out on the 28th of January. Then next up, it's one that I think a lot of our listeners will be excited about. It's the 4th of March. It's Robert Pattinson in The Batman. 
<sighs> How good is that first teaser? If you haven't seen the first teaser, Warner Brothers released one almost a year ago, I think it was. Yeah. It looks dark and gritty. Really interesting new take on this character. And Robert Pattinson looks great, doesn't he? So I like the fact that they're going about with this. But guys, I know you're thinking, what, what about Ben Affleck? What is he going to do with everything? This is a version of Earth. This is an Elseworld story. Or not Elseworld story, but it's another alternate version of the world, different world. So this is in Earth 2. So this is focuses on Batman, Robert Pattinson as Batman. And this is two years in of this Bruce Wayne being Batman. So at this point, Robert Pattinson's been Batman for two years. Yes. And this is great. So he he gets to, we get to find out the detective now. In, in the comic book industry, you know this already. There's Batman and there's also Batman the Dark Knight. And there's also Detective Comics. So we get to see the, detec the detective side of Batman because the Riddler here would challenge Batman's intellect. And we get to challenge Batman's intellect. We get to see how he figures out these clues, these puzzles, who goes what, who does what. And we also get to see Catwoman. We also get to see Penguin. Amazing casting. So Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. Yeah. Colin Farrell looks unrecognisable as the Penguin. Mm -hmm. Oswald Cobblepot and Paul Dano, I think, is the Riddler, isn't he? Yeah, but also with Penguin... Penguin is known as some kind of mobster, but we get to be introduced to the Iceberg Lounge. Now, if you're thinking, what's the Iceberg Lounge? This is one of the Penguin's um, hideouts slash base of operation, but he also uses it as a cover for as a nightclub. It's amazing. You do not understand the world that we introduced of Gotham. Yes, we've seen Gotham so many different times in so many different ways, but I feel like in this film here, we're going to be introducing to Gotham into a whole different aspect. And I'm so excited about this. It's the Batman it's directed by Matt Reeves. It stars Robert Pattinson as Bruce Wayne, the Batman. It's one of the biggest films of 2022. Do not miss it. It's out 4th of March. Now, next up, also in March, at the end of March, currently at the 25th of March, the next big Marvel film is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Now, this is another one that's kind of being kept under wraps, isn't it? What do you think might happen? Okay, so guys, sorry about this. We've seen Disney Plus WandaVision, so it segues into Spider-Man No Way Home and also segues into um, Doctor Strange 2, The Multiverse of Madness. Now, Wanda is key to this some way, somehow. So Elizabeth Olsen's going to be in Doctor Strange and The Multiverse of Madness? Definitely, yes. But we don't know who the villain is, which is quite integral here, but we do know it's multiversal. So I've got an idea who the villains could be. So we've got Nightmare, He's a villain that comes from a different... He comes from our dreams or our nightmares as such. He feeds off the emotion of that and gets his strength and energy that way. But he, but how he works, he comes from different realms. That's how he comes into the real world. So that's another way of, of entering multiverse. So you can, he can enter through Wanda's dreams or nightmares and control her in that particular way. Then we have... Oh, what's his name now? Mephisto. Now, Mephisto is known as the Marvel Devil. And, you know, there's a good, there's a bad. So... With him, Mephisto, he, like, again, this is my theory, guys. I'm just making up things, how it's going along. But you can see him seducing uh, Wanda to, if you want your kids back, you just need to sell your soul to me. And, or whatever she does to try and get her children back. There's another thing as well. There's another villain that I've said. Guys, he's never been heard of before, but Samuel Goroff. Now, since he's evolving multiverse, Samuel Goroff lives in between the lines of different universes in between. So imagine Earth 1 and 2 together. It's like Bricks and Mortimer. The Mortimer in between, that's where Samuel Goroff resides. So he's like bendable ones or whatever he's called, but he's a strong deity, a powerful god that he's there to consume worlds. Samogorov is known in the comics to have been facing off against Doctor Strange in many ways. There's books about, about him in the actual Marvel Universe where I've been binded in steel and thrown away at different ends of the earth so he won't, get, he won't come to the real world because he's that much of a dangerous deity. So you reckon one of these three is going to be the villain? 
I'm I'm betting on that. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But at least this is my facts and theories. You want to test me? Bring it. I'm ready. So we've already mentioned how Spider-Man 2 is possibly the greatest comic book film. Mm -hmm. That was directed by Sam Raimi. Yes. Sam Raimi is directing Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That's exciting, isn't it? It's exciting because Sam Raimi is now bringing horror to it. He also directed the Evil Dead series. He's, he's famous for making horror films. Wow. I'm thinking about it right now. This would be the first horror in the MCU universe introduced that way because this is unprecedented. Guys, do you understand how deep this film will go? Especially if they're bringing an aspect of horror into it because we've seen espionage, we've seen a dark side of Marvel, we've seen the colourful side of it. Now we've gone to the horror aspects of it. This is wicked. I'm excited, guys. This is... Oh! So it's Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's in cinemas 25th of March, 2022. Then just over a month after that, showing how thick and fast the comic book films are coming in 2022, Thor, Love and Thunder. Wow. Now, guys, in 2014, Jane Foster became Thor in the comics. So that was Natalie Portman. Mm -hmm. So we'll see back in the... We've seen, we've seen, we've seen Natalie Portman played in Thor. We've seen her played in Thor The Dark World. She wasn't in the third one. But she's been, she's been mentioned, but she's not forgotten. But she's back. She's back now as a Thor. Not Lady Thor, not she Thor, Thor. And that's going to be amazing. She's going to wield the hammer, Mjolnir, and just show us what it is to be an actual god. And what's great about it in this film, it's not going to be one Thor. It's going to be two. So we have Thor Odinson and Natalie Portman. So Chris Hemsworth and Natalie Portman. Yeah. And they're taking on a serious villain, aren't they? Yes. Gore, the God Butcher. And he's played by Christian Bale. Yes. So that's a pretty serious casting. It's a pretty serious casting, but he's also got a pretty serious villain because he's known to kill gods. Now, guys, I'm going to be honest with you here. Uh, you might be sad about this, but I think Chris Hemsworth's character is going to die. Thor's going to die. Thor Odinson's going to be gold down and Natalie Portman will be brought in. So And she'll take on the role of Thor moving forward. Yeah. Think of it this way, guys. Everything... It's this new phase four of Marvel, they're introducing new heroes as replacing particular characters or seeing new heroes in the Marvel Universe one way or another. We'll be introduced to it. Think of it. If we backtrack for what I said to you guys earlier, we'll be introduced to 11 superheroes in Eternals. That's 11. If you guys have watched WandaVision, we got introduced to Spectrum. We'll be introduced to new superheroes every single time. This is mad. So phase four is the age of new heroes. Of course. Yeah. And amazing. it's directed by Taika Waititi again, who directed Thor Ragnarok, mm -hmm. one of Pretty the best film. comedy directors that there is. Yeah. So it's going to be funny as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's going to be a whole hopper fun. And the Guardians of the Galaxy are in it. Oh, yeah. Guys, we're in for a treat. We're in for a treat. I don't know what else we can give you guys but this. So that's Thor Love and Thunder. It's in cinemas May 2022. The next up on early July 2022, it's Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Wakanda Forever. R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman, love and respect him. So how do you think they're going to deal with the tragic passing of Chadwick Boseman? Everyone's have their theories and stuff, but I say these these are my two strong theories. Now, Shuri can come as the Black Panther. So that's Letitia Wright's character? That's correct, yes. So she can play the role as Black Panther taking the mantle. It happens in the comics, so it, that would be kind of canon. They can also bring back Killmonger, that was played by Ma uh, Michael B. Jordan's character. The reason why I said they can bring him back, he died ingesting the heart shaped herbed. Also, he died wearing a Black Panther suit. Now, in Wakanda, someone dying is not exactly unknown and it's not unknown about him being resurrected. In the comics, he's been resurrected many a time. So I won't be surprised. If he comes back as a Black Panther, I think he would do it as a redemption type of role, trying to redeem himself in terms of the wrongdoings he'd done to fight on what's, what's going on. But also we get introduced to Michaela Cole's character. Oh, yeah, Michaela Cole's in it. So yeah. some people listening might have seen I May Destroy You, one of the best TV shows of the last year. Yeah. She's been cast in Black Panther. Wakanda yeah, forever. I reckon she's going to be a villain called Zin Zenzi. 
Now, Zen Z, she's known as a person that can read people's minds and manipulate their emotions and control them too. And not just one person, a multitude of people. So imagine an army of people with super strength, super super abilities in Wakanda fighting on fighting forward. It it is mad. I'm gonna put this out there as a guess. You will see the hands of bass. Now you guys are thinking, what is that? Now it's a light form of a literal a giant a black panther. So if you guys understand what I'm trying to say, is you will see a giant black panther projected in form attacking people or a particular villain. I know that's mad, but you will see the hands of bass in action. That's a weapon that Wakanda has. I know they didn't you didn't see it before, but I reckon that's gonna be put in play today in that film. And Ryan Coogler's directing again. He directed the first Black Panther. Amazing he directed director. Creed, Amazing Fruitvale Station. Mm-hmm. He's made three films so far, all knockouts. Yes, I'm looking forward to this, guys. I trust what they're going to do. I know Chadwick Boseman passed away and everything, and people should say they should replace him and stuff, but I trust in the hands of the cast, the director, what Marvel Studios are going to put forward for this, because at the end of the day, they want to do right by the fans and do right by honor Chuck Bosman in terms of moving forward in, in this film. It's Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. It's out early July 2022. Next up, it's the sequel to one of the greatest animated films of the 21st century. Probably all time. Probably should we go all time? I'll say it would definitely, yeah, for it's me. It's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse 2. Oof. It's out currently out 7th of October 2022. Guys, How good was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Guys, you need to understand, we got introduced to Miles Morales. Now... He was a known character, but now he's a superstar character because a lot of kids, a lot of adults know who this character is now because of uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That story of him in that film was so relatable, so understanding, so pivotal. Uh, it was brilliant, especially when he was wearing his Jordans. That, that was wicked. But now we also could be introduced to two other Spider-People, uh, Spider-Woman and um, Spider-Man 2099. Now, spider 2099 is Miguel O'Hara. He's a Spider-Man from the future, hence the word Spider-Man 2099. So he's from the year 2099. I said that too many times now. And also we get to uh, introduce to Spider-Woman. Now her name is known as Jessica and she's a wicked Spider-Man played by Issa Rae. Issa Rae. Okay, cool. So people might have seen her in Lovebirds on Netflix. Yes. Her powers are similar to Spider-Man, but she uses pheromones to manipulate people's emotions through uh, her pheromones and stuff to confuse them or conflict them that way. So her powers is... beyond she don't have webbing as such but she can crawl up walls and f- literally glide across with her wings yeah ah guys the first one was beautiful as well wasn't it so inventive and just really did incredible things with was, animation i would say yeah inventive refreshing lively i'm glad that it won the awards it did vibrant because, yeah very vibrant beautiful colors how many times have you watched that film three three yeah because it's on netflix isn't it i've watched it twice on netflix i watched it <laughs> countless times I would say in the triple digits at least well you've seen it a hundred times over a hundred there's times I wake up in the morning I put it on the background playing and Karen do what I'm doing I, I even know the words of, that, of the film the soundtrack for it was sick yeah Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequel coming October 2022 now November has currently has two big comic book films first up on the 4th of November mm. is The Flash now we should probably flag here that The Flash is Michael's favourite superhero of all, isn't he? Barry Allen as the Flash. Barry Allen, the Flash. Well, my favourite Flash is Wally West, the Flash. But Barry Allen, yeah, he would do. He would do. And that's Ezra Miller playing the Flash. Yeah. So, guys, this one, this here, this Flash film is based off Flashpoint. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of background knowledge here. Flashpoint was a pivotal thing in the DC universe because it changed the landscape of it completely. It introduced a new 52. Now, what Flash did, his father is in prison for his mother's death. 
but his father, Henry Allen, didn't cause his mother's death. It was reverse flash. Spoiler alert! Sorry, I should have said afterwards, but you know, beforehand, but yeah, I'm telling you now. Guys, think of it this way. Barry Allen goes back in time and saves his mum. He saves his mum, but he changes the whole DC landscape in this aspect. Bruce Wayne dies, and Thomas uh, Wayne and Martha Wayne witness their son's death. She becomes the Joker, and Thomas Wayne becomes Batman. It's warped. Superman doesn't land in uh, Smallville. He lands in Metropolis. And this is all because Barry Allen went back in time and killed... Exactly. ...and saved his mum. Exactly. It changes it. Even Atlantis and the Amazonians are at war with each other. All because of this change, this whole shift, what the Flash does. Someone like the Green Lantern doesn't exist in the DC Universe because I've been sore. He crash-landed, but instead of, um, what is it, how Jordan finding the ring... It would be the government taking it in and the ring flies off somewhere else completely. It's amazing. It's amazing. But in this story here, what we see, we see two different Batman. We see uh, Ben Affleck as Batman. And Michael Keaton's back as Batman. Exactly. So we get to see the present and the future Batman. And they're filming it in the UK at the moment, aren't they? Oh my God. This is amazing. They've closed off streets in Glasgow, I saw. I know. It's right, yeah. Because when I saw that on social media, I was like, oh my God. What? Batflick? Because what a summer in Glasgow. Because... A couple of weeks ago, they were filming Indiana Jones 5 in Glasgow. Closed off loads of the streets to recreate New York. I didn't even know they were making Indiana Jones 5 until now. Yeah, it's out next summer as well. Thank you for that. You know what, Tom? If I could, I'll get up and kiss you. Wait till we stop recording. Yeah, 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 obviously. But guys, you need to understand, we're in for a treat here. DC are coming back hard to show us, introduce us to new stories of these particular characters. Because if you saw in, um, in Justice League, Zack Snyder's version of Justice League, how powerful the Flash was, he was running forward in time but things were reversing back in time. That's how fast he is. Even a flick of his powers is a lot. If you saw him where he was saving um, where his Iris West from the car crash, yeah, his shoes, his trains shredded where he's tapped into his powers. Come on! That shows how powerful the Flash is. But I, I digress. Let's carry on. So that's the Flash. You can tell Michael's excited about that one. It's in cinemas <laughs> November 2022. Also in November 2022 at the moment is The Marvels. Now, this is the sequel to Captain Marvel. Why is it called The Marvels? Now, guys, I'm going to tell you why it's called The Marvels. So we know about Carol Danvers. She, so that was Brie Larson's character yeah, in the first one. she was Captain Marvel. But also we get introduced to, again, Spectrum. Monica Rambeau. Now, back in 1968, she was known as Captain Marvel when when um, the original Captain Marvel died in the comics. She was known as Captain Marvel, then uh, Photon, then Spectrum. And also, we get to introduce to Kamala Khan, a.k.a. Miss Marvel. She's also an Inhuman. We're in for a treat here, guys, because we've got not just one, but three superwomen here powerful enough, and they will be get up against a Novak. Novak is a very powerful being, a very deadly being as well, of alien origin, if I'm correct in saying that. Michael Novak, in fact. Sorry, so he's human. But Do you know who's playing that? No, we don't know who's playing that, but Novak is a... He's more or less a villain of living energy. So it's the Marvels. It's directed by Nia DaCosta, who's directing the Candyman remake out this month. She's also directed a load of Top Boy as well. She's a real talent, real talent. Oh, yeah. wow. It's the Marvels. It's in cinemas November 2022. And next up... Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom, Christmas 2022. It's currently on the same date as Avatar 2. So I have a feeling it might have to move. But at the moment, it's Christmas 2022. It's Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom. One of the biggest comic book films of all time, Aquaman. Took over well over a billion dollars worldwide. Yes, the first Aquaman film was actually amazing. Jason Momoa returns. James Wan, who directed the first one, returns as well. This should be big, shouldn't it? Guys, this is going to be fantastic because Jason Momoa is reprising the role as Aquaman, Arthur Curry. Now, 
I know for a fact we're going to see um, Black Manta. He's going to make his return. He always wants to get revenge. So Black Manta, that was the one with the big red eyes? Yes. Yes, that's correct. I'm looking forward to this because we're going to be introduced to Zebel. Zebel is like um, the Bermuda Triangle of the sea. Uh, is it hidden? Is it hidden kingdom as well? There's many. Like the Earth is consumed by seventy percent of water. So we've already seen so much of the sea. We're gonna be seeing so much more and in depth about it. If you guys know, I think the story, most of the Aquaman story, is gonna be based off the New Fifty Two. So there will be hidden treasures, new villains introduced as well. It's gonna be great, great, great. I'm in for a treat because that's Christmas. That's my Christmas present. Tom, you get me. You get me a ticket for that, right? Yeah, of course. I'll sort that. That's my Christmas present, guys. I'm excited. But thank you as well. <laughs> so it's Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom. It's in cinemas Christmas 2022. Mm. Now, aside from comic book films, any other films you're looking forward to? Ghostbusters Afterlife. Really? Yeah. Tra the new trailer's good, isn't it? That trailer was amazing. So I believe we're going to see, um, what's that, Zor return yes. from Ghostbusters Run. It yeah. looks like everyone from Ghostbusters Run is returning, aren't they? Yeah. So Bill Murray's going to be in it, Dan Aykroyd. Mm. And the only person who is in is Rick Moranis. Yeah. Janice is in it, the receptionist, isn't she? Yeah, She's in the I saw trailer. That, yeah. yeah. That trailer was very amazing. I was looking at that trailer, watching that film, and I thought to myself, wow, we're going to see new gadgets. We're going to see the good Ecto-1 car in action. Uh, even the, the proton packs. I remember when I was a kid, I used to put proper, proper find like, a pajama suit and wear it or zip it up and put on a, like, a backpack and stuff it up with, with a string of the hoover. And I say, I'm a Ghostbuster. And my mom goes, Michael, put that down. And I think, oh, sorry, but I want to suck up ghosts. You know what I mean? It's a real, real excited treat for people of old and of new as well, because it introduces that. And it stars Paul Rudd, Carrie Coon, and the Finn Wolfhard from Stranger Things. Yeah. It looks good, doesn't it? Yeah, it's in cinemas 11th of November, directed by Jason Reitman as well, whose yeah. dad directed the original Ghostbusters. Exactly. So it's from generation to generation. Also, that we will see the gener uh, the what the grandfather of um, no, the granddaughter of um Egon, Egon Spengler. Yeah. yeah. So we see the intelligence of her in action. Well, we've seen it already. We've seen what the ghost traps with wheels. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. I can't wait. I can't wait. Anything else? No, not, nothing comes to mind as of yet. I'm just more excited about those superhero films. I know you say put them aside, but I'm more excited about those. For me, it feels like going it's to enough a for you, store. isn't it? It's enough. More than enough. It's a big treat. I need to get myself a new Cineworld pass or something. Hint, hint, wink, wink. So let's wrap it up there. We've covered a lot, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you had to pick one of those films that you were most looking forward to, which would you go for? For this year or next year? Well, well one for this year and one for next year. So I would say Spider-Man No Way Home and also the next one would be Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Two big films. Well, thanks for joining me, Michael. No, it's good to be here. and Thank you for inviting me. I'll be back next month for the September DCM podcast. You're running out of time to get into No Time to Die. It's out 30th September. Eternals is 5th of November. Don't miss out. Thanks for listening. Bye.